Hey everybody, thanks for stopping in and welcome to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Sportsbook. I am, of course, Rowdy Dragon, one of the resident fantasy experts over here at tobychristie.com. And I'll be here every week with some featured head-to-head -head matchups and I'll break them down to help you decide who you like. I'm over here crunching the numbers so you don't have to. We all know how time-consuming that can be, so let the dragon do the agonizing for you, whether you're playing just for fun or betting the odds. Speaking of odds, I'll also find your favorite driver odds and let you know just where to find them. I'll also look at some potentially good long shot driver odds and I'll cap it off with my favorite picks for the featured matchups and give you my favorite for the win. All right. Thanks for coming on in and having to listen to Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook. Welcome back. Got some tough matchups going on this week. Let's take a look and see what we got. So our first matchup has Denny Hamlin in the 11 car going up against Martin Truex Jr. in the 19 car. We've got Josh Berry driving the 48 this week, going up against Ty Gibbs in the 54. Tyler Reddick going up against Bubba Wallace, teammates there. And lastly, Ross Chastain in the 1 car going up against Kyle Larson in the 5 car, Chevy Battle. All right, y'all know what we got going on over here. We take a look at the career stats, their career averages, and um, I take a bunch of comparable tracks. In this case, at Kansas, we'll take a look back at uh, Michigan and Las Vegas. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six different tracks to look at. Kansas in the fall and the spring. Michigan we throw in there, Las Vegas this year, and Las Vegas in the spring and fall last season. We'll lump those all together, find out what their average finish position is and their driver rating. And that should give us a good round picture of how they do on this track type. So let's get started. Denny Hamlin has 29 races run at this track, 11 top fives. That puts him up in the top five in 37.93% of his runs. He's got 12 top tens, running up in the top 10 in 41.38% of his runs. He's got two DNFs at the track. That is 7% of his runs there. And laps led. 349 he averages out to 12.03 laps led per race Denny's average finish is a 13.3 and he has three wins at the track winning in 10.34 percent of his goes at it Martin Truex Jr. he's got 29 races at the track as well 10 top five finishes that averages out to 34.48 percent for him to finish up there in the top five and he has 16 top 10s. He's finishing up there in the top 10 in 55.17% of his runs. Martin has one DNF at the track. That is only 3% of his runs. Not bad there. He does have a gang of laps led at 827, averaging out to 28.51 laps led per race, over twice that of what Denny runs. And his average finish is 12.2. Martin Truex Jr. does have two wins at this track as well so he finishes up there in winner's circle in 6.9 percent of his races okay so now we'll take a look at the comparable tracks i mentioned kansas in the fall and the spring michigan las vegas in the fall and the spring and of course earlier this season we'll average all those positions together and see what we come up with as far as finish position and driver rating here denny hamlin his finish position is a 9.5 and martin truex jr his comes out to a 6.5 Looking at their average driver ratings, Denny comes up with a 98.75 and Truex a 99.53. Pretty close between these two. This is probably the toughest matchup of the week. The stats for these two are basically the same everywhere. Denny had some drivetrain issues in the spring at Las Vegas last season, which caused his average position to drop. 
He was running well on the day, as shown by his 101.4 driver rating. He just didn't get the finish he wanted. Truix, on the other hand, he ran well on all the aforementioned tracks with good consistency. And coming off a win, it'll only help boost the team's morale, and they should have momentum going into Kansas. I like what I see out of Truex's career stats as well. The stats only beat out Hamlin by a slim margin, however. The only thing Denny has over Truex at Kansas is that extra win. So until I see these guys put up some practice numbers, I'm going with the 19 car on this one. Mark Truex Jr. is Rowdy's pick. Okay, our second matchup has the 48 car, Josh Berry driving it this weekend, going up against the 54 car, Ty Gibbs. For these two guys, I had to look into their Xfinity stats because we just don't have anything for Josh and very little for Ty. So looking at Josh Berry's Xfinity career, he's got one race, and that was a top 10 finish. So he finishes up there in the top 10 in 100% of his runs. Then he finished in P7. Obviously, he did not win that race. Ty Gibbs, he has two races run at the track in the Xfinity series. I might reiterate with two top five and two top 10 finishes, also 100% for him. The difference here is he led 80 laps, averaging out to 40 laps led per race, and his average finish there is P2, and he does have one win at the track. Now I averaged out their comparable tracks in the Xfinity series as well, Kansas 2022, 2021. Uh, I took Michigan and Las Vegas in the spring and fall last year. So we have enough tracks to work with to look at for both of these guys. In Josh Berry, his average finish position comes up to a 10.6. Ty Gibbs, he comes up with a 2.0. Yeah, you heard me right. In Kansas, he finished P3 in the 2022 season. In the 2021 season, he won. Michigan, he won. And Las Vegas in 22, he finished P4. And Vegas, also a win. Josh Berry did collect a win in Las Vegas. That was the race where Gibbs finished P4. So looking at these two drivers shows a clear favorite in Ty Gibbs. You can't argue that the 48 car is running up front every week as the team has that car dialed. I just think that the seat time that Ty has over Josh will be very important this weekend. This is also a very Toyota dominant track and looking at the Xfinity numbers Ty has put down on this track type leads me to one conclusion. Ty Gibbs is Rowdy's pick. Okay, our third matchup has the 45 car Tyler Reddick going up against the 23 car Bubba Wallace teammates. Never really liked putting teammates up against each other. It's a tough one. Okay, so Tyler Reddick, he has seven races at the track. No top five finishes, two top tens. Finishing up there in the top 10 in 28.57% of his runs. He has one DNF, that is 14% of his races. Tyler has 68 laps led, averaging out to 9.7 laps led per race. His average finish is a 20.1, and he has yet to still win over here at Kansas. Looking at Bubba Wallace's stats, he's got 10 races run, one top five, two top tens, and two DNFs. He's got one top five, finishing up there in the top 10 in 10% of his runs, two top tens, puts him up there in 20% of his runs, and two DNFs also. 20% chance at failure for Bubba. He too has laps led at 60. That averages out to six laps led per race. And his average finish position at the track is a 21.9. Bubba does have one win at the track. Picked that up last year. Okay, looking at the aforementioned tracks, after averaging everything together, Tyler Reddick's finish position came out to a 20.3, and Bubba his came out to a 13. 
their driver ratings look like this. Reddick averages out to an 89.97 and Bubba to 94.48. This here is a tricky matchup. The 45 car went to victory lane two times last season with Kurt Busch and Bubba Wallace behind the wheel. Tyler, as you can see, didn't put up the best numbers on this track type. He finished, what, in Kansas 35th in the fall, 30th in the spring. Michigan, he finished 29th. He did a little better in Vegas, 15th this season and uh, last season he finished sixth and seventh respectively and like i said he didn't put the best numbers up on this track type but different team different manufacturer as i stated earlier this is a toyota dominant track at least for the last couple of years they've figured things out here now we also kyle bush did in tyler's previous ride the a car by winning at a track tyler performed well in the previous season can tyler do the same thing with the 45 car this weekend my bet is reddick will perform he will perform well with that team. However, this matchup will weigh heavily upon the practice and qualifying session this weekend. But until then, I am penciling in the 45 car Tyler Reddick as Robbie's pick. Okay, our final matchup has the one car Ross Chastain going up against the five car Kyle Larson. Ross's career stats look like this. He's got eight races run, no top five finishes, and two top 10 finishes, putting him up there in the top 10 with 25% of his runs. He has one DNF, that is 13% chance at failure for him, and Ross has led five laps at the track. His average finish position is a 20.5 and no wins yet. Kyle Larson, he's got 16 races run at the track with five top five finishes, finishing up in the top five in 31.2% of his runs. He has eight top 10 finishes, finishing up there in the top 10 in 50% of his runs. Kyle has two DNFs at the track, finishing poorly in 13% of his runs. He's got 455 laps led at the track, averaging out to 28.43 laps led per race. His average finish at the track is a 14.2, and Kyle has one win to his credit. All right, let's take a look at the aforementioned tracks here and see how they performed. Ross Chastain, after averaging his tracks together here, comes up with a 9.17 finish position. And Kyle Larson, his finish position averages out to a 9.33. Ross's drive rating averages out to a 108.68 and Kyle Larson a 101.55. So the numbers on this matchup seem pretty close, right? So last fall, Kyle Larson got caught up in a wreck at Vegas. That plummeted his average finish and driver rating here. Eliminating that race off my list entirely for both drivers produces a very interesting outcome. Kyle Larson's average finish becomes a 4.0, and he gets a little boost to his driver rating, up to 110. Eliminating the same race for Ross didn't seem fair, so I played with the numbers a bit, and I found that it was only fair to eliminate his worst finish at the aforementioned tracks. In this case, Michigan. His average finish jumps up to a 6.2, and his driver rating jumps to a 111. This equalizes things a little bit. The average finish takes precedence, since their driver ratings are almost equal, and where the driver rating is concerned here, it looks like both drivers have a great handle on this track. This matchup will again weigh heavily on practice, but before then I've got to go with the five car of Kyle Larson. It's my bet that Chastain will find it harder and harder to pass the field as most drivers are a bit done with his racing style. I say it's fun to watch, but I wouldn't like to be in that one car if the five car was on my bumper in those closing laps. Just saying. So, like you heard, Kyle Larson is Rowdy's pick. All right, this is the point where we take a look at Rowdy's season average. Last week was week 11 out of a total possible points. Score of 440, that's 10 points for each pick. I got me 10 points. Another bad week. 
And like I said earlier in the season, I predicted the parity to be in these matchups this year. So now out of those possible 440 points, I'm sitting at 230, and that puts me at a 52% average, which, again, speaks for itself. Average. <laughs> All right. Next, we'll take a look at the sports books and see what the casinos have and how their top 10 is listed, and we'll see if I have any issues with that. Okay, taking a look at how the sports books and the casinos have things lined up, we'll take a look at the top 10 here. Starting at the top, we've got Kyle Larson. He's listed at plus 500 on Bet Rivers, BetMGM, DraftKings, Barstool, and FanDuel. I like him up there on top. Next, we've got three drivers, all tied at 8 to 1. Starting with Willie B. You can only find him over at BetMGM. Denny Hamlin, he's listed for 8 to 1 at FanDuel. And then Tyler Reddick, also only listed at BetMGM for him. Now, Tyler, he opened at 1400 and just plummeted down. So the fans are on to him. Again, he's running that 45 car, so that is the car that won here twice last year. I do agree with his value at 8 to 1. Martin Truex is next. He's listed at plus 900 at BetMGM. I like that. There is potential for him to go back-to-back -back this weekend. Christopher Bell is next at plus 900, only at BetMGM. And next is Chase Elliott. This is where the odds get a bit longer for these guys. Chase is listed at plus 1400 at Bet Rivers and Barstool. Ross Chastain also plus 1400 on Bet Rivers, Caesars, and Barstool. I would actually consider putting a bet on Ross. These are pretty long odds. He has back-to-back -to -back top 10s here. And he's just on fire, so I would uh, probably throw some coin on this 14 to 1 for the outright. Kyle Busch is next at plus 1500, Bet Rivers, Caesars, and Barstool. Ryan Blaney is listed at plus 1600, that is 16 to 1 on Bet Rivers, BetMGM, and Barstool. So these odds look pretty decent to me. Uh, again, like I said, Ross probably would be a little bit shorter in my book, uh, maybe even Martin Truex. So right now, those guys are probably pretty good values. I would go pick some of them up, um, but I've got a couple drivers now. There are no Fords in the top 10 here this week, so uh, let's toss a couple of them in there. Brad K, he's really good at this track, and RFK has gotten much better over the last couple of years. He's pretty strong this year. He's listed at plus 2,800. That's pretty long for him. Could be worth a bet. Uh, also, plus 130 for a top 10. That's not bad either. Get a little plus money there. Kevin Harvick, I don't know why he's not up in here. He's got a couple of bad finishes at this track, and a couple of the casinos are poo-pooing on him. He's a great value this week at plus 2,200 and uh, plus 100 for a top 10 only at Bet Rivers there. So if you can get uh, Harvick at plus 2,200, lay some coin down on that. Everywhere else, I think they've got him listed at plus 16 or less. Okay, now let's take a look at a couple of long shots, see if we can't make you some coin on these guys. I've been pretty on point with these picks. I think I average at least one hit every week since the uh, beginning of the season. Maybe I'll start tracking that and see if I can get an average going for that too. But for now, let's take a look at the long shots. After reviewing Ty Gibbs' Xfinity stats and his recent performance, it really has me liking the 54 for the long shot this week. I'm not going to go into any of the stats because you already heard them, as impressive as they are. Ty opened at plus 5,000 at 50 to 1 and has since dropped to 40 to 1. It seems I'm not the only one onto him early this week. His top 10 holds fast at plus 160 over at Caesars. Another good long shot odd this week, Ricky Stenhouse. He currently sits at 125 to 1. He opened at 80 to 1, so maybe waiting a little longer could net you a little more, but this is a great value for a driver who's having his best season here today. Better than any seasons he ran for Art, for Roush, arguably. 
This is not his best track type, but he has cracked the top 10 at Kansas before, the last season in the spring race. The way that team is performing this season, there is no reason he cannot get back to the top 10. He is listed for plus 300 for that top 10, which I really find appetizing. Okay, finally we'll take a look at Rowdy's win pick of the week. I feel as though I got robbed of my pick last week. Let's see if this week my luck can hold out. Looking at the loop data that Christopher Bell has put up while running the next-gen car has me picking him for this week's winner. Over the two combined events in the new car, Bell has put up the best driver rating average at 114. While the Chevys have been hard to beat this season, this weekend we'll go to the Toyota camp. Watch for C. Bell to pick up his second trophy of the season. Alright folks, that about does it for today. I've just got one plug for you if you want a good NASCAR podcast. If you're not already listening to the Final Lap Weekly, check it out. Carrie Murphy and Toby Christie, two awesome dudes who know they're racing. The Final Lap Weekly is a fun and entertaining podcast. And in the end, you get a little bit more Rowdy Dragon as well. We've got a fantasy league over there. If you feel like joining our league, we've got about 400 people playing. Come on over to thefinallap.com, click on that fantasy tab, and you are in. But as a caveat, you've got to listen to the show. All right, folks, thanks for coming out. I really appreciate all of you having a listen today. Hopefully this helps you out with your picks for this weekend. I bid you all good luck over at Kansas. Bring home some of that cash. I'll be here again next week. Same time, same place. We'll talk to you then.